Welcome to Morley Wounded Podcast, episode 31. I'm your host, James, and with me this evening, I have uh, three very special guests to the show. I have with me Mr. Clint Mallet. Howdy. I have Travis Cooper. Howdo. And I have Mr. Brant Sirs. Greetings. Oh, you ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Welcome to the show, guys. Very, very honoured to have you with with me this evening. And uh, we're here this morning as, well, this evening, depending on your listening, it could be this morning. We're here as the Wet Palette Warriors. So we got together. We decided earlier on in the year that we would uh, form a team uh, to go to the Rune Axe Team Championships in Queensland uh, last month or earlier this month. And so we got together. We wrote our list. We had a, had all the banter and all the chats going for a number of months in the lead up to it. We, we booked our Air and Airbnb. Brandon and I drove up. Travis flew up. And I think Clint um, went down on his magic carpet. It was a good weekend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Weeks and weeks of training as well. Weeks and weeks of training. Yeah, weeks weeks of of training. Games. Yeah. Many yeah. practice games. Long hours <laughs> doing all the hearings. Many nights, many a late night spent painting for one person in particular. Yeah, Brant. (laughs) What? So four weeks out from the event, in our little group chat, a message pops up from one member who I'm going to keep anonymous so that nobody knows. Um, And basically says, I've just gone and bought my army. It'll be here next week. And then a week later, we get a bunch of gloom spite. As I said, I'm, I'm not going to say who in our team that took gloom spite was doing this. Um, but we were all a little bit nervous, but um, we got there in the end. It was fine. It was fine. It was five <laughs> weeks out. I had the models four weeks out. They were all built within a week, and it was all good. It was not fine when you realised your schedule in the last week was full of magic shows and all sorts of other stuff. That's right. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> family commitments. We heard more about magic shows than we did about your army. <laughs> I don't think that's quite right. It is. It is right. We're getting those three in the morning um, sort of updates. Well, only three in the morning. Three in the morning where you are. It's a bit oh, earlier yeah. for me. Well, that's when the sun yes. comes up in Queensland at the moment. About three in the morning, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, I have to finish painting. According to the view oh, from that... my Airbnb bedroom, that is accurate. <laughs> That's the reason we did so badly. Is just we were you know, half of us were out of sync. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll that, go with that. Right. <laughs> That's exactly right. We'll blame that. Blame, yeah, blame Queensland. <laughs> yeah, it was the environment. Yeah. Cool. So, as as you would know um, from listening. And um, if you're on the Twitters and all that sort of stuff, you would know that um, Clint actually did finish his army of squigs in time. I think it was the day before or night before, wasn't it? Uh, it was the night, two nights before, because I had to come up. I had to drop, like I had to drive there the night before. So I, yeah. I, I, I missed out on a whole evening of painting. He brought oh, up all that train that got used. Uh, I wasn't going to mention that, Brant. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention that at all. This is why I'm here. Okay. Oh, poking the bear. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Cool. So for people who don't know, the Runex Team Championships uh, was held in the first weekend of November. Yeah, how many teams are there? It was about 20-odd teams or so. 
can't remember off the top of my head, but um, there was a lot of people there. Um, it had a really great atmosphere. A lot of people were very, um, yeah, it was just a great team atmosphere. It's sort of that whole competitive vibe was um, somewhat lessened throughout the weekend, very casual attitudes, and it was, uh, yeah, a lot of fun and would highly recommend it for people who haven't done teams before. This is actually my first team event. It was awesome. I, I'd do it again in, in a heartbeat. So, yeah, what do you, what were your guys' thoughts on the, the event overall? Uh, this is this is the second team event um, that I've been to. Um, I quite enjoy them. They're they're a different, uh, different like it's a very it's a very different experience to just playing a normal uh, tournament just because of the whole draw process and the matching thing, which which we'll talk about later. Um, it's it's definitely a good one. Grant, what was your overall feel for a team event? I really enjoyed it. Like being more of a like a hobbyist and more of a I guess the garage gamer. Um, I really enjoyed it. You know, you get the banter between the teams. You get um, get to catch up with people you haven't seen for a while. You know, there's obviously the inter inter team banter as well. Um, you know, <laughs> propping up your captain, really giving them the motivational you know speeches and stuff like that, um, which I really appreciated from you, James. Um, really got me going to get those yeah, major losses. But um, I really, I really felt the love yeah, from you guys. That, that yeah. feeling when the captain puts you into the ideal matchups for all the armies. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, that was a good feeling at oh, that right. one yeah. point that that might have happened. Yeah, Hello Heart does really well against Corn, but you know, yeah, that was a good game, though, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was actually my best game. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Like it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, in inexperienced in teams, my first team event. Um, as a captain, uh, trying to. Like I've heard that people do like spreadsheets and all this kind of nonsense. Um, you know, all power to them. <laughs> but um, I think we just sort of went in. We just went went by feel. Um, on the well, I went in by feel. It was pretty much it was decided by a dice roll at first, and then you kind of you'd put you'd pick your champion, you'd roll your dice, and then um, you'd put forward your first victim, and then they put forward <laughs> theirs, and then the other two would get um, mixed up, and then champions would end up fighting. So. Yeah, you, you weren't. It wasn't like a you could completely just decide who was going to play who, which is a bit of a you know that's just the way it is. <laughs> it was funny actually. You get going up to corn. <laughs> it was fun, and it was like I said, it was my best game. But yeah, we didn't do much uh, intelligence gathering or that kind of thing. We kind of just looked at the lists as they came up and go, oh yeah, yeah. We, it's not like we didn't do anything. Like but the night before, yeah. we looked at. at because we, oh, we yeah. threw Clan Mediocre and we looked at the lists and I went, oh, uh, he's going to have a bad time because his list won't work properly. Oh, <laughs> or, right. or Brad. Yeah. Yeah, Clint wrecking people's games before we've even started. Telling them not, to use, their, <laughs> telling them not to use their battalion because it won't work because they've built their army wrong. Yeah, so what was it? It was a, there was yeah, something. It, yeah, so Paul, I, I spotted... Um, so the first team we played was Clan, Clan Mediocre, who are a Toowoomba team, so local to me. And we're looking through. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And um, Brad's there. He's got a fleshy to courts list, and he's got the attendance at court battalion, which um, if you're, your general is an archregent or a abhorrent ghoul king, lets you just re-roll with the horrors wherever they are on the board, which is great, except his list didn't have either of those as his general. He had a crypt horror as a general. And I'm like, hmm, this isn't going to work. The list was legal. It just didn't work the way that yeah. I think he had intended. And so 
uh, I sent him a message about that on, on the Saturday morning um, saying just watch watch out for this because this is wrong or whatever. And uh, he was yep. most appreciative. I, ha- I didn't send it to him on the Friday night when we found it because that would have stressed him out overnight. <laughs> he wouldn't have been out to sleep. <laughs> Who did he end up playing against in game one? I played against him. Uh, and then he got a major win anyway? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about that. Well, we so, I think that's all that needs to be said. There is a there is a theme uh, for our results um, generally over the weekend. But so yeah, round one we brought with Clan Medioka. Um, so I played um, uh, Darcy O'Brien. Brent played Brad, Brad Petrie. Clint, you played uh, Gary. Travis, uh, round one, you got the best result of the team. Uh, yeah. Getting a minor, a minor loss, uh, first uh, team, first um, round. So the the, the, other, we, the rest of us got major losses in that first round. Um, but uh, Travis, would you like to uh, tell us about your game being the, uh, you know, carrying the team at this early stage? Oh, yeah, after, after round one, my shoulders were just killing me. Not only did I get the best result with a minor loss, but I achieved my secondary. Right, stopped yeah. my opponent from getting their secondary. Like, I was just on fire. Um, <laughs> no, bad. So I played uh, I played Derek in, um, in the first round. Um, Derek had a Bone Splitters army. I had no idea what Bone Splitters do. But um, uh, my fearless captain matched me in with my uh, Nurgle army that has a whole bunch of, you know, after-save type stuff or ignoring wounds and all those cool abilities. Uh, I matched me in with a Drakfuk army, so none of that worked. Um yeah. It was really good. Uh, no, it wasn't actually that bad. Um, so basically, uh, so round one was focal points. Um, uh, Derek had, uh, so he had two units of Araboys, or whatever they're called now, um, and then some Boar Boys and sort of some other weird mixture of stuff. So it wasn't just a straight up, here's as many shooting units as I can get. I'm going to shoot 400 times. Um, uh, so... He pushed the um, – I sort of pushed up my 30 Plague Bearers with the uh, Cloud of Flies buff on them, so they're minus four to hit and went, and good luck to you. Um, he basically sh- he shot at them because they didn't have any other targets at that point and did nothing. Um, so that sort of went, went as I expected. Um, but then um, he sort of got – he realised he was going to have to go into combat, basically, and those uh, – what are the big spear things, the big stabbers or whatever they are? Um, they they came trundling out and um, and he just rolled like an absolute demon and killed oh, I'm gonna say like eleven or twelve plague bearers um, just off the first bat which dropped down their miners to hit quite a lot um, so then uh, he he sort of chewed his way through them I managed to um, managed to sort of keep it quite even so it was, in the end it was a minor loss um, so it it actually wound up being uh, a, a draw on victory points. So we actually both ended up on 19. So even though um, he was sort of chopping through quite quickly, um, I wound, we both wound up on 19, but then he ended up just killing uh, more stuff than I did basically. Um, so in the end, it was just the, the minor loss for me. And uh, number one in the team after round and round. <laughs> it was a glorious <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was the highlight of, uh, of our round one, and uh, in many ways, the highlight of the weekend. No, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, calm down. <laughs> Jeez. We could only really go up from here, couldn't we? <laughs> yeah. Like, 
But it was and ghost and hold. <laughs> there was no submarining going on. <laughs> no, but, um, submarine sunk. We tried also, to, but we ended up just ramming it into the seabed and never recovered. Yeah. So we are, there we go into round two. We played a team called Ninth Times a Charm. So, Trav, you played Nick. Uh, Clint, you played Tyler. I played Jai. And Brent, you played Jared. So results yep. for this round were um, everyone got the the major loss, <laughs> with the exception of myself. <laughs> I managed to be able to pull out a um, major win in this scenario, which uh, I don't have on my notes here. Can anyone tell me what the game, what the scenario was for this one? Three places of power. Three places of power. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I think, um, well, I was actually playing Nighthaunt, so I guess I was able to, to really just... Uh, just get on the objectives early and I was able to just fight off his his horde of undead and zombie dragons and stuff like that um, from getting onto the objective. So I was just able to hold out long enough to score up and um, and win mm-hmm. the major on that one. So yep. just a reminder, we, we didn't actually really go through our list, did we? No, we haven't done that yet. <laughs> probably. We probably, should, probably, just, we probably should just quickly go through our list before we go into too much um, detail. I'm <laughs> sure everyone's just like in awe of our prowess. Uh, at the moment, yeah. so. <laughs> this is the moment where we reveal we took Slanesh armies and still couldn't win. No, um, <laughs> and also round two was places of arcane power, it was not three places of power. Ah, yes, that old chestnut. Uh, I wrote down three places of arcane. I played two scenarios at once. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be okay Next if level. you won them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Spoiler. All right, Trav, do you want to tell us what your list was or what army did you bring? Uh, so I took a Nurgle army. Um, so I had a Great Unclean one, uh, 30 Plague Bearers, uh, a Herald of Nurgle, like a little demon dude, um, a Lord of Plague, Lord of Blights, so the one with the axe and the one with the shield who throws skulls at people, uh, three units of five uh, Blight Kings, in the Blight Cyst formation, and a uh, Ether Void Pendulum Endless Spell. Nice. And this is the uh, the charity list, isn't it? The charity army. Yeah, so it's the majority of it, I guess. Um, you know, there's only a few other things missing. But, um, yeah, so this is the army that you can win. Um, if you're keen, you can jump on to uh, heraldsofwar.com slash charity army, and you can win the army, a book, some dice, tokens, uh, the Nurgle Wheel, and I'm probably forgetting something else. Uh, I can't remember. But, um, yeah, so basically it's that army plus a bunch of extra models, so you've got a little bit of a summoning pool to play with um, for the royal high price tag of 5 bucks. Very open to anyone in the world. It's awesome. And it's going to be drawn at CanCon, yeah? Yeah, so it'll be drawn at CanCon, but you don't have to be there to actually um, – like to to take it home or anything. Like if you're not there, that's fine. We'll we'll get it to you. Um, so yeah, sweet. Brent, what was uh, what did you take? Uh yeah. So I took the cities of Sigma. Uh, city was Hallowheart. Uh, so this is the first run for the army. Um, after the new book came out, uh, so the, from the mortal realm of Akshi. Uh, so I had for leaders a free guild general on Griffin, shield and great hammer, and he had the thermal rider cloak. I had a Luminarch of Hish with a white battle mage with Ignax scales. Uh, a free guild general was my general. 
And you have the command trait Veterans of the Blazing Crusade, which gives uh, automatic battle shock pass within wholly within 18 inches. Uh, battle Mage, a Battle Mage, uh, one with Ulgu, one with Gur Laws, and then Knight Encanter. And then for my battle line, I had uh, 40 free guild guard with swords and shields, 20 free guild guard with swords and shields, and the honored retinue. And then I had two units of 10 handgunners. Uh, the White Fire Retinue Battalion, which is the Hallow Heart Battalion for Wizards, which gives them plus one to cast, plus one to unbind. Um, and then I had endless spells of Chromatic Cogs, Emerald Life Swarm, Prismatic Palisade, and the Purple Son of Hish, or Shaiish. There's a lot of uh, a lot of go. magic there. So it's like a, a ten. It's like a ten cast list, isn't it? Yeah, you get the chromatic cogs out. You've got nine spells to cast. Jeez. If you slow down time, yeah. So <laughs> lots of uh, admin in the hero phase. Yeah, it's kind of like that's like an agash, like the order version of an agash yeah. cast. <laughs> you got to yeah, you got to yeah. come up with a system to keep track of all that. Yeah. So Hello Heart, you get the six spells. Then you also get, you know, Arcane Bolt and Mystic Shield. Then you get the Luminarch spells. You get each Battle Mage's lore. Knight and Canter's got its own spells. So there's a lot of stuff to keep track of. Yeah. Did you enjoy playing the list? Like, I know cities are, are new and fresh, hot off the hot off the press. So, um, like, what's uh, what is, what's your general feel for Hello Heart and where do you think you'll go with it next? Well, being a A-grade player that I am and being all over the meta, um, <laughs> and going with five losses, uh, I will not, probably not be playing this army again. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I enjoyed parts of it. I'll probably reduce the amount of wizards in it so I'm not casting as many spells and then uh, get a bit more movement and that kind of thing in the army. But I overall, I enjoyed learning a new army. Um, I enjoyed it more than I did my old uh, free peoples, definitely. That's good. That's Well, that's, that's yeah. what you want, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do you think you would try a different um, city next, or? Um, well, I'm doing forty flagellants at the moment, so I'm probably going to stick with Hallow Heart and reduce the amount of wizards, like I said, and yep. get a bit more movement. So, like Shadow Warriors or something, so I can put stuff on objectives, you know, that kind of thing, because the army lacks movement, and you'll hear that when I talk about some of my games. Yeah. Cool. Clint. Yeah. Tell us about your um your list okay so my list was all the squigs so basically i had a squigger launch battalion which then has a squig rider stampede inside it so i had a loon boss on a mangler i had the ever rare uh cave boss on giant squig uh, which i decided to find four weeks out from an event and i uh, managed to find thank you very much keegan I had two shamans. I had two squig herds. I had five squig hoppers. I had 15 boin grot bounders, 10 boin grot bounders, and a, just a normal mangler squig. And that all sat in those battalions. And then I had the scuttle tide endless spell, which is just amazing. I love it. It's worth more than the points that you pay for it, definitely. How does it work? I've, like, I've never seen so it all. It basically, you cast it. It's cast on a seven, so it's fairly high. Um, but you can set it up wholly within six inches of any terrain feature on the board. Oh, wow. So you okay. set it up, and it's like a big, long oval. So you yep. set it up wholly within six inches, 
generally between two terrain pieces that might be near an enemy unit or across the front of a unit that can't move, that can't fly or whatever. So you use it to like to wall people in or direct them. Um, so you set it up, then you roll six dice and fours are mortal wounds to a unit that you pick within an inch. And then if a unit finishes a move or a charge within six inches, you roll six dice and then fives are mortal wounds. So not only are you blocking them in, but they have to be able to move outside of that six inches. Otherwise, I'll take mortal wounds again. So it's great for just putting somewhere and going, come at me. And I, I, I think I had a lot of fun with it during the weekend and I kind of got better in how I used it in the week during the weekend to yeah. like pen people in or do mortals where I wanted them to and that sort of stuff. It was really fun. No, oh, that's awesome. No, yep. it sounds like a really fun list. And is there anything um you're looking to add or change to that list going forward? Uh I would love uh another Mangler Squig. So yes. <laughs> I had lots of fun with Mangler Squigs, so um, I wouldn't mind putting another one in. Although uh, Mr. Coach has recommended I go and buy a Colossal Squig because uh, apparently they're lots of fun as well. Um, so I don't know. I'll probably buy a couple more Squigs for this song. <laughs> Just some more Squigs for the Squigalanch. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, cool. And um, so do you think you'll be playing uh, the Squigs exclusively for a little while to come? <laughs> Yes, yes, that, that, you might say that that is what I will be playing for quite some time. Yes, yes. For the uh, people who not, aren't sure what that means, it's um, uh, Clint's recently sold all his death armies in one fell swoop. Yes, I think you've kept a few models for yourself, though, haven't you? I, I I kept all my I kept one of all my Manfreds. So yep. the original one that I bought as a thirteen year old, fourteen year old. Um, one on f the one on foot and the one on horse from seventh edition, and yep. the new one on dread abyssal that I painted to take to the UK. So I've got one of all of them. So I'm all good. Yeah, just to say the truth, Clint, no one wanted to buy Manfred because he's a horrible character. Hey, That's there's Manfred in the rest of the army. There, there's <laughs> an extra Manfred. All right, um, I'll just go through my <laughs> list very quickly. Um, I took um, Night Horns, and so I just took. Just, it's just basically my Nighthaunt models that I had painted. Uh, it's very reminiscent of the list that I took uh, to CanCon two years ago <laughs> before Nighthaunt had a book. Um, I've just added some extra characters. and anyway. So I've got uh, Guardian of Souls. He was my general ruler of the spirit hosts. Ragnar the Grim Hailer uh, had a spirit torment with Pendant of the Fell Wind and a Lord's Executioner with the Blade of Endings. Um, and he was included in the execution horde. So I had three units of spirit hosts uh, with that. So it was two units of six and a big unit of nine. Uh, Ten hex rays and 30 chain rasps. And I took the Ravnax gnashing jaws, which I sort of call my killing joke because it's kind of the way I've painted it. It's like this kind of glowing green with like bright pink gums <laughs> and white teeth. Looks like kind of something the, the Joker might throw at you. So, yes, yeah, so that was my list. And... I had an absolute ball with this list. I, I love Nighthorn. I'm thinking about seriously considering taking them, uh, taking a list of Nighthorn to, to CanCon. So, yeah, I had a, had a great time with it on the weekend, and I think I'm going Nighthorn crazy for a little bit. But, yes, 
we should uh, move on to back to our games. Uh, so we're just talking about round two. I just sort of touched very quickly on on my game uh, versus Jai in round two. Uh, does anyone else want to talk about a round two game? I, I will cover my round two game in as few words as I can, which is it <laughs> went quickly. I was I was yeah. I was Mine was one, I was I was the first one done. Yeah. So who did you, what did Tyler bring? What did Tyler have? Tyler. So Tyler and I had played at Sydney GT, and then so the very next event that we both play at, um, we play again, uh, round two again, a hero-based scenario again. Um, the only difference being that this time my heroes were a lot less resilient, um, and he had the four four bloodthirsters corn list, where he just goes and goes and goes and kills and kills and kills. And I yep. think we were over in like round two. Like it was just not a thing. Just so, a carnage. Absolute yep, carnage. Absolute carnage. I think he killed he from looking at the score he tabled you. Absolutely. And I think yeah, it says here you got two hundred and twenty points off him. So at least he killed something in return. Yeah, I think I killed yeah. some blood reavers. And maybe a slaughter priest. I think I got a slaughter priest. Yeah, nice. Good times. But was, him. It, but was it fun? Did you enjoy it? Did you have a good game? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tyler and I have had good games both the time. It's just, yeah. it just was, it was very, it was a, a very lopsided matchup. Yeah. Yeah. It happens from time to time, doesn't it? Absolutely. Especially yeah. us over the weekend. <laughs> if only we had someone on pairings that was, uh, you know. Good at it. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was someone who could lead the team. If ever that position was uh, filled by somebody with adequate skills. If, if only um, if only the only person who, who put their hands up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was pretty much just the I was just the fool that agreed to it. <laughs> cool. So we go to round yeah. three. We played Star Strike against a team called the Four Horsemen. Uh, so that was uh, Luke uh, Gooley, Mark Wallhurst, Evie Lockhart, and Troy Reeves. So they are more um, uh, Queensland locals, Toowoomba locals. Am I right? Oh, ca- careful now. Um, Mark's a Toowoomba local. The rest of them are from Ipswich. Ah, uh, yes. Cool. No dramas. <laughs> don't don't cool. be saying they're from Toowoomba. Okay. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> uh, Apologies, Ipswich. <laughs> or should I be apologising to Toowoomba? Yeah, apologize to Toowoomba. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know you're in a bad place when Toowoomba looks down on you. Uh, but you guys are up on the hill anyway, and you look down on everyone anyway. A little bit of geography-based humor there for everyone. Um, <laughs> the best humor is geography-based. That and Funny, you know, you, You've got to know where if to only, find it, though. If only Adam was here. It'd He'd appreciate more, it. Our it team would be more games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. People understand now the pain we went through as James, the captain, for uh, the whole weekend. It's just <laughs> puns and dad jokes. Jesus Christ. Hey, hey. And then, I had to spend, and then I had to spend 16 hours in a car with you. Each way. Each way. <laughs> I, I had the real sacrifice. Um, so moving on. Um, so we identified a game for this round to talk about, and this was the the mighty match between uh, Clint and Mark. 
Right. So in my third game, I got to play against Mark. Um, and the last time we played was Runax last year uh, when he was on the Failed Charge team and I was playing with the Elf Bros. So he had brought along his awesome Ice Ogres army. So he'd been working on this for ages. I, mean, I remember him working on this sort of at the start of the year. But basically, he's taken Gutbusters and he's like green stuff sculpted on like fur-lined vests and fur-lined hoods and converted up the weapons. So they're all like ice weapons and he's got some cool ice basing happening. So, no, it was really awesome to to see and it was such a cool army to uh, to play a fucking, against. Fucking sick army, hey. I loved it. It was like it was. So good, yeah, yeah. All the fur, like yeah, all the like all the green stuff fur on all of them and stuff as well. Like it just, it was just a, a, a joy to look at. It was it just so immersive. I loved it. I um, yeah, and it took him forever to do like yeah to do all of that, but it's it's come through really good. And I I was genuinely surprised that it didn't get a an army nod. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were lots of good armies there. So like I understand. Like it's, you have it was to a cut tough... off somewhere, but yeah. it was just yeah. it was just a cool, unique kind of army. But yeah. um, oh, that's yeah, um, yeah. So we played this. It was what Star Strike, you said? Um, yes, yeah, Star Strike. Yep, and it was sort of in this game that I felt that I really sort of got to grips with the squigs a lot better when I can put them into stuff when I shouldn't put them in. Uh, into combats, um, bouncing my uh, general out of combat because he had the fight another day command trait. So he could like charge in, do all of his attacks, and then bounce 2d6 inches away. So he could bounce away and stay three inches away from an enemy, which was great. Um, especially if you sort of like tag teamed him with something else so that they had to stay in the combat. Um, and then when the moon's in the right spot with the squiggle arch, you can pile in from six inches and pile in up to six inches. So, <laughs> so with that, is it when the moon hits your eye, like a big pizza pie? Can you mute him, James? Um, That's a more right. He's channeling Adam. The, Quick, mute him. Yeah, I was just going to say the spirit of Adam is alive and well with us. Um, so, <laughs> basically, it meant that you could charge in, do all your attacks, bounce out have the unit tagged with something and then in his turn you could just pile back in with your dude do all of his attacks and then bounce away again <laughs> it's a little bit dickish but let's face it it's a dude on a mangler squig it's not a keeper of secrets or anything ridiculous so like it was lots of fun um and i started this is the game where i started using the scuttle tide really well as well like i say really well where i started to use it i think correctly it's probably okay. how you would put it. Yeah. 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 And we had lots of fun. Um, many drinks. And uh, yeah, no, it was awesome. Yeah. I remember just, I think I was at the table next to you guys. I just remember looking over and just seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of shouting, a lot of uh, fun rolls. And yeah, it looks like you guys are having a good time. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Yep. Cool. That's, um, and, that's round and I, three. Oh, yep. And yep. I got a win. You did. That was the major win. Yep. Was that the major win? No, I think you got a major win this round, didn't you? I, I with some fantastic well, generalship. Fantastic generalship. I showed up to the um to the table, 
and um, we deployed. And um, unfortunately, I was, my opponent, um, Luke, he had a like this horde of grots in front of me, and uh, <laughs> and he was deployed there. And I, was, I was thinking, okay, this is going to be interesting. I haven't played. It's been a while since I played this kind of army, but um, but yeah, then unfortunately, uh, Luke got called away uh, for work unexpectedly, so had to um had to leave. So we 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 tried to get through the first turn. We got through the first turn, um, and we had to he had to go. So unfortunately, um, yeah, that happened. But um, it's just one of those things. It's just life. Whatever. Who cares? Move on. But um, but it was a uh. Yeah, he had to concede, and so I got the major win on that um, full points, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it was from no um, actual skill on my part. <laughs> so, but uh, so you didn't, um, you didn't have to Luke say did, that. Well, I, you know, I I, I skillfully um, played the first turn. Let's just say that <laughs> I didn't I didn't get tabled first turn. So that's um that's there's something in that, right? You know, <laughs> but uh, no, you're a bit worried, to, weren't you against the grots? I was a bit worried, like I and, and Luke was um, actually very gracious. Like I was, I was setting up and doing. I was actually, I was going to give him the first turn. I was thinking about giving him the first turn, and he said, "Look, you probably shouldn't do that <laughs> because you know, just hand of gawk everything on top of you." <laughs> so I'm just like, um, oh, "Thanks, thanks for the tip. Um, I think I'll go first. <laughs> so, so maybe it was, maybe, <laughs> maybe I didn't deserve that. I, I definitely didn't deserve that." Didn't deserve that, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So Luke um, apologized about a thousand times. Um, bought me a beer the next day. Um, but we've decided to um, to meet again at CanCon. We're going to grudge each other first round, so uh, we'll make up for it then. Um, and this time, I'll make sure I don't uh, let him go first with his hand of books. So, <laughs> but uh, Luke, if you're listening, um, don't sweat it, mate. Well, I'm looking forward to um, catching up with you at CanCon, man. So. And so that's round three. Anyone else want to chime in with um, some highlights from their games that round? Brent, oh, Trav? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I played against the Nurgle Mortals Army. Yeah. Um, I guess the highlight of my game was a purple sun taking off six Blight Kings in one turn. Um, <laughs> nice. So 15 Blight Kings took, took six off. Um, so that was pretty good. But uh, nice. yeah, I had another, another major loss. Um I can't believe how fast Nurgle can be sometimes. Uh, those Blight Kings just ran across the board <laughs> and just blocked me in. Just destroyed. <laughs> yeah, the Blight yeah, Kings are such much. cool models, and they, they can kick out a ton of damage, given half a chance. Oh. Yeah, there was a Vermin Lord Corrupted too with a Sword of Judgment in that Nurgle list, um, and he just bounced along, ran into my Griffin, and just killed him in one turn. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <God. laughs> Nice. Cool. So that was the end yep. of uh, day three. Uh, we went back to the Airbnb. We, I think we had um, – did we go out that night? I don't think we did. I think we just went back and uh, just – we, uh, we had Thai, that's yeah. right. We, we ordered some ordered some takeaway. We went back to the Airbnb. We're a bit knackered, as, we, as you always are, and um, being older <laughs> than everyone else. Um <laughs> If we were, we were pretty much just a bunch of old men because it was like end of round three and we were like, oh, should we go and do something? And we're like, no, let's just go back to the, <laughs> the Airbnb and get Uber Eats. It'll be fine. <laughs> so we back on Uber Eats and drank some crack and went to bed. <laughs> pretty much, uh, reminiscing yeah. Reminiscing like, about victories. Yeah. <laughs> commiserated. Um, I mean, celebrated. 
<laughs> to be fair, the sun did go down at three o'clock in the afternoon. So, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, that's right. We're about an hour. We we're about ten hours out. You know, we had we we're jet lagged from crossing the border. So, <clears throat> yeah. But that really, like, honestly, that really did throw me out because, like, Saturday morning comes around. I, I wake like the sun came up, and I was awake, thinking, oh, "Okay, it's probably like six thirty or something like that." I've got to, you know, start thinking about getting up. And then I looked at my clock; it was like fucking four thirty in the morning. I'm like, it's unbelievable. I was like, what is, what is wrong with this place? Well, welcome, <laughs> make pies are singing. Welcome to Queensland. <laughs> but like the Airbnb was even, it was a good, like good quality Airbnb. Like I think I chose well again. Thanks, guys. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> redeemed my track record since, um, since staying at the uh, Oxley um, Hells Angels um, annual <laughs> club meeting. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, like just, I think it just needed some darker curtains in that in that little Airbnb. <laughs> it was. You guys was just needed to harden up. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe we did, but maybe we, we just needed to be on. You know, maybe the sun just didn't need to rise at four thirty. <laughs> yeah, soft, soft. Oh, can't win. Cool. So here we go. So <laughs> we went in the next morning, got some brekkie. Oh yeah. You guys enjoyed breakfast on the first morning, didn't you? Oh, I can't believe we skipped over the breakfast experience. Saturday morning, morning, Dan types into his phone, crappy dining experiences for breakfast near me, and Siri spits out a bunch of results, and he goes all the way down to number 10, like on page three of the results, and then we wind up at uh, a cafe who... The person behind the counter looked terrified when we actually wanted food. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until we were all sitting there having eaten our grilled sandwiches because we figured they'd be quicker, still waiting for James to get his meal because he ordered a three-course breakfast. Um, that it occurred to me that there was actually no, st- like the stove wasn't on when we first got there. Like it was all just packed away. And after James ordered, the person like, when I say out the back, it's like, the same area, like three meters away, walked over and like put water on to boil to cook eggs and stuff. And probably should have raised some red flags at that point, but you know, I was like, oh, cafe, <laughs> cafe that specializes in breakfast is not prepared for breakfast. One staff member doing everything, <laughs> one staff yeah. member. And I wanted an egg and bacon roll, but there was only one in the cabinet, and Clint ordered it, and she said, Oh. You can make another one if you want to wait a little while. And I just said, no, it's fine. I'll have ham and cheese. And that was a smart decision. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and I wanted that. <laughs> and I was like, I'll have the eggs Benedict, thanks. Yep. We worked, like, we okay. worked our way around and some water. chorizo, please. <laughs> and I'll have a large coffee. And I'll have pineapple. Juice. Somebody somebody ordered a, a what was it, a, a large latte and ended up with an ice latte. I think oh. that was me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I no. I, you had to specify what that, for it to be hot. I think. Oh. Yeah, yeah. At the, the the only place in the world where you have to say, "I would like my coffee hot, please." Um, <laughs> it was I, a nice coffee, coffee, coffee though. It would look yeah. really nice. Look like could have yeah, you could have just gone. But it's it. not what I ordered, James. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so that, was, that was Saturday, but we did better Sunday. We just went to was the coffee club where they. Well, they make yeah, the coffee breakfast. club where they are expecting to cook food two minutes away from the venue. 
If only we were on there the we, first day. Clint, we, James just said we. He tried to – it was him. No, was absolutely not. It was not James's decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, James was the first day. He said we got it right the second day. Oh, yeah, no. No, you don't you don't get any credit for day two, James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's all about it's all about the adventure though, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you're running late, because James also has this thing where he has to get to the to the venue like one minute after registration opens so that he can register, which in practical terms means goes, Hi, I'm here, and then stand there packing in his hairdresser trolley for the next twenty nine minutes. <laughs> There's a great hairdresser trolley. Uh, it's it it saved me so much time. It was just it was a it's I think everyone should have one. They're amazing. Makes life at tournaments so much easier. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's actually yeah, a really good idea. It just looks like a hairdresser trolley. Yeah, it's it was fifty bucks from IKEA. Um I put it together the week before. Um I've got like those little non-slip mattings on it, and I'm just gonna eventually just cover it in all you know, Warhammer related stickers and stuff. It's gonna be, it's gonna be sick, man. It's gonna be awesome. Yep. Can't wait till you have to fly to an event and try and get that into like. Check oh, yeah. This is it's my walking frame. It's the reason why we drove. That was the main reason. Yeah, that was that was the main reason why we drove. So I could take my um hairdresser trolley. Cool. All right. So again, early um awakening at four thirty the next morning, uh, with the sun, and then we um. <laughs> battled through like trying to battle like try to put out the the sun without pillows and various different um methods that we all use to try and get some sleep uh then we went to the venue uh had the brekkie then we went and we played battle chodes so that was connor armstrong will ferguson uh cat and will b so grant this was the <laughs> round that you got you got you got paired up with a Slanesh army, an unpainted Slanesh mm. army, grey like I think it was it was grey, a lot of it was grey, which was but was not pure yeah. grey plastic, it was grey undercoat, right? Yeah, it was Mechanica standard grey. Mechanica standard grey, Slanesh army. Yeah, base. Yeah. So half How, of it was painted, half of it was primed Mechanica standard grey. So game wise, I got I got my teeth kicked in thoroughly. I don't think I killed one unit. I killed the keeper of secrets, and then he used depravity points the next turn to bring it back. Yeah, you got, um, got seven hundred kill points, so you must have killed a few things. I, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was. I'll be honest. That that was probably Will was fine to play against. No issues with Will, but playing against a. Uh, a half-painted army at a tournament. And and there was extenuating circumstances. He was ill before the, the tournament. But I think if you're going to have a painting rubric and you have requirements, the, the standards have to be consistent across every every player. So if there's an unpainted army, it, it, it shouldn't be allowed or you have to, you're required to bring another army. Especially considering how far you guys drove to the event. Yes, yeah. Um, on top of that was like the fact that the Keeper of Secrets wasn't even on its base. Like most of the time, it was just a base moving around the board. Um, 
It's like the ultimate insult. So, eh? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, and it, it. I guess the downside is it kind of puts us in a rough position because we could have kicked up a stink, and um, you know that would have been the buzz, the the the, the rumor, you know, of the tournament. You know, this happened and this happened. Yeah, but um, you know, we probably should have said something, but at the same time, we didn't want to kind of kick up shit and uh, stir up any drama. So, yeah, it was disappointing. Yeah, there's like, and there's always two sides yeah. to it as well. Like, um, you know, they're quite ill leading up yeah. to it but, and stuff like that. So, it's just kind of one of those things that it's a tough call for TOs to make. But, um, yeah, yeah, if you're gonna have a painting rubric, you need to adhere to it. Um, yeah, if it's because, there, it's, there, it's kind of it is a hard. It's a you yeah. can sometimes be a bit tougher with the calls, perhaps. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm sure someone could have um, lent him an army or or something like that for the tournament. You know, I'm sure Gabe wouldn't have had any issues with him changing his list at the last minute if he had been sick and stuff. But he still took a, a painted army, or even if he slapped some paint on those models, like it would have been fine. But it was just a bit of a a kick in the teeth to. To lose that badly and then also have play against like a half painted army, yeah. Because uh, we all know like that's that's part of the experience is, you know, yeah. awesome uh, painted armies on the table, especially the tournament. You pay the money to to have that experience. Um, if you want to play half painted armies or painted, non painted armies, you'll go to local events and stuff like that. You know, preparation yeah, ca- for tournaments, casual, and that kind casual, of thing. Casual. Casual at the local yeah. store or whatever is like no, no, no issues. But yeah, tournament yeah. sort of you sort of expect to have that kind of cut mm-hmm. above where that standard yeah. sort of is upheld. Um, yeah, yeah. But there's like as it's a you know, I think yeah. Sorry, go Brent. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a difficult area because obviously he asked and and he was accepted into the tournament, so he thinks he's in the right. And then you know Gabe's like, oh, I'll let you because you you've been sick and stuff like that. So it creates a really messy situation. Um, and all it did was to take someone to put the foot down and go, no, that's not acceptable. We've got standards. Yeah. Yeah, there's just yeah. that. It's it's a tricky one because there's two sides and, you know, it's going to ruin his experience being told he can't take an unpainted army because he couldn't paint it because he was sick. And then you've got the other side of the coin where someone who's, like, spent hours and hours and hours painting their army um, and has travelled halfway across <laughs> Australia to come to an event and then to yeah. um, have their experience ruined by... Um, an unpainted army, um, and then on top of that, on top of that, getting your teeth yeah. kicked in with a base that doesn't have the, yeah. have the model on it. It's just, it's a two-edged yeah. sword. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's and without trying to sound too tollish, but um, it's just you have to I guess just put your foot down and um, yeah, and say no sometimes uh, just to maintain that um, integrity and or and upheld the uphold the um, standards put forward in events because from where I'm sitting, like um, it kind of, um, it makes you feel a bit more reluctant to want to travel to events, um, certain events, because, you know, you might just knowing you might not have that, you you might have that experience. Some might just be the thing that sort of goes, oh, well, you know, might might not go to that one because they don't really um, uphold the painting standards around that area or whatever, but it's just, um, it can, it's just a, yeah, like I said, it's a bit messy. You don't want to be that person and and say, look, you shouldn't have your models. And the other time, and on the other hand, it's like, well, 
I've I've done the work. I've put in the effort. Why should someone else be let off the hook? Kind of thing. Like it just kind of devalues the efforts that everyone else has gone to in in some ways. Yeah. And then yeah. the guy was sick. So like, where do you stand? It's it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's just kind of one of those things. Um, yeah. I guess like yeah. Clint as a TO, like he he would know. Like you you don't really want to put your players in that position where they're in a moral conundrum, like in the middle of a tournament where they should be having fun. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And that's kind of why, yeah. Yeah. There's not much to say about it, you know, um, besides that, you know, standards, consistency, you've got rules or you've got the, the players pack. Make sure that you're consistent across the board. Otherwise, it's going to be seen as, I don't know, favouritism or laxed rules and that kind of thing. And, and that only leads to conflict and issues later on. Yeah. But, um, for the for the game, um, yeah, uh, I got double turns, so I experienced like pretty much four rounds of combat in uh, <laughs> in two turns. Um, by the time I got into combat, so I got the first turn. Um, I pretty much put all my buffs on everything, cast all the spells, pretty much put myself in a defensive position, um, and then he second turn just run across the board, started hitting all my stuff. Uh, he got his. Uh, Hell Striders in behind my um, my screen and that kind of thing, which is a bad play on my part. Um, and then started to you know eat the gooey core of my army. Um, <laughs> and then by the time I got to combat, so he, he got double turn me, got two rounds of combat, started chewing through my swordsman who had the um, the water, mortal wounds back. You know, uh, warding brand spell on a four up, they do a mortal wound back um, if the wound is not negated. So a guy dies, but he could do a mortal wound back. Um, so they killed, they, they tutored through some of the, um, hell striders. Um, but when I eventually got my Griffin in and he was buffed up to the nines, he was neg one to hit reroll ones with mystic shield. He was all twos and twos. He made him fight last in my turn in the combat. And by the time he got the fight, he was dead and he got killed by four hell striders who attacked twice. Um, <laughs> so my, my 320 model will 320 point Griffin. Uh, was killed by a hundred point hell striders. <laughs> yeah, so I get to fight points. last in my own combat. Hundred points of efficiency. He must have rolled yeah. really well. He did. I was looking at hell striders yeah. like that's a like he must have succeeded with almost every attack. Oh, I suppose he twice. did. Yeah, he rolled. Yeah, he uh, twice. Yeah, and he rolled very well, and I rolled terribly on my saves because my my uh, Griffin's a three up save with his free guild shield. But um, yeah, that, yeah, it was pretty Griffin bad. Is, um, that Griffin's cursed, isn't it? How many oh, ones? How many ones and twos do you roll for that model? <laughs> well, first first game, I buffed him up the same. He was twos and twos on almost everything. He was neg one to hit. He was reroll ones. He had warding brand like he was a monster. I flew him in the abhorrent ghoul king in my first game, and he did two damage on on the abhorrent ghoul king and the abhorrent killing with neg one to hit. And my and rerolling one still did two damage back to me, and uh, he ended up killing him the next turn. Um, he yeah. was rolling ones and ones like it was going out of fashion. Yeah, and then Clint gave me gave me different dice in the, the last two games. And I was yeah. rolling a little bit better. Yeah, it slightly improved the odds. Oh uh, yeah, but um, yeah, the slash game was a write off. Uh, he pretty much tabled me like if it went to the fifth turn i would have been gone off the table um 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, I eventually killed the um, the keeper. It came back again the next turn with depravity yeah. points. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, Trav, I remember during the course of that game, um, you were messaging the group at one point saying, I'm a bad, <laughs> bad man. <laughs> um, yeah, I sent a message to our little group chat. <laughs> Um, just when, uh, so I played against um, Kat, the, the Stormcast army. Um, at one point, she went to get a drink. I sent a message to the group and just said, I'm a bad man and I should feel bad. Because, like, the accumulated, uh, like, bad luck that I had had in the first, well, not bad luck, but the accumulated beating that I had taken in the first two rounds just completely swung back in my direction. Like, it was horrible. Um, like at one, like there was one combat where I had like two Blight Kings attacking a general, and like Blight Kings, as they do, you roll six and they explode, right? So I went ahead and rolled four sixes on um, six dice and hit the general like 17 times, um, something silly like that, and just minced it in a turn. Um, I, I, I sent five Blight Kings into 10 evocators. Um, now, those 10 evocators had minus one save from the Rust Fang, um, had minus one save from a spell, which I now can't remember the name of. Um, so the Demon War one, um, we like minus one to hit wouldn't save. Um, and then the Rend one from the Blight King. So granted, I was actually ignoring their armor. Um, but again, I rolled like six sixes and killed six evocators. <laughs> In, in one turn with five wow. white things. Uh, it was it was horrid, like absolutely horrid. Like I just couldn't screw anything up basically. Um and like Cat was lovely to play against and and you know took the took what was happening really well. Um and you know sort of laughed it all off the whole way through. So not not a not a, a you know a, a bad thing to say in that regards. But um yeah I I, I got the I got the win but it was like I mean, it's not that I felt bad about it. I was like, it was it was a kind of a a non game. Like, it's kind of the it, same feeling you have when you're clubbing baby seals. Yeah, like I mean, when they look at you, you go, look, it's fine. But, you know. No, um, yeah, <laughs> look, the, it was like you know, it's, it's not 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 a non game, but it's like if, if things had been a little bit more balanced, we would have had a much closer fight, I think, and it, you know, um, it probably would have ended up being very different, but. Just the way it was was just me beating the shit out of someone for like three turns. And then, uh, yeah. So yeah, you got a major, uh, a major win. Major win. But, yeah. Yeah. Not not really like the way I would get a major win, generally speaking. Just rolled well with, with Nogle that game, by the sounds. Uh, yeah, I rolled. I, as I said, I couldn't stuff anything up. Like, I, I could not fail. Doesn't matter what I was trying to do, I just did it. So, yeah. <laughs> It just happened, um, couldn't have happened to a nicer person. Yeah. Oh, dear. It happens. It happens. But congratulations on the win. All yeah. Right. So, so that round we had, um, so you and I both got major wins and um, Brent and um, Clint took the major losses that turn. So there we are. So that was the end of round four. Moving into the final round, round five. So we played um, uh, Quexit, Q-U-E-X-I-T. <laughs> so that was, uh, yeah, Josh, 
Elliman, Brogan Clark, Stephen Patterson, and William McCosh. So um, the D3 Mortal, Mortal Wounds dudes from um, Sydney. Um, absolute ball. Had a fantastic time playing against these guys. Um, I played against um, Joshua Olliman. So he had um, Beast Claw Raiders, and the scenario was Knife to the Heart. And basically he just like, – he had um, – he had two to six yetis and a unit of nine yetis, which is kind of like the mirror of my two to six um, spirit hosts and nine nine spirit hosts. Uh, so I did the whole night night haunt thing. I set up and nine, most of my army nine inches away, trying to you know, fishing for those ten inch charges. Didn't get any off. Um, so I stood by to receive um, the full might of his um, of his thunder tusks and um, yeti um, charges. Um, he left a shaman on his back objective. Um, and just push forward. Um, his snowballs came up and took out my um, Lord Executioner straight away, took out like my um, Spirit Torment. Like, so he's just like, you know, getting rid of my buffs, getting rid of like my characters and my death saves and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I survived, I survived enough, survived his onslaught in the first round of combat for me to, uh, at the bottom of the second, um, to be able to retreat charge with my unit of um, spirit hosts over the top of his um, stuff and just get more models within um, to get claim his back objective. So um, then we rolled and um, for the, yeah, rolled into turn um, three and yeah, got the, got the win. So it was over fairly, fairly quick, but um, just um, playing Josh is just uh, an absolute treat. Like he's got a, he, he didn't bring it out in the game, but I was told about it. Um, he's got a he's actually got a tattoo on his belly of um, the moor, like around his belly. So you can imagine what kind of guy this guy, like what kind of guy he is. So um, he lives for it. He lives for it, and um, absolute champion. Um, he gave me um, this little box set of um, like different kinds of dice, like D and D sort of set of dice or metallic dice sort of thing, which he was wow. giving to his opponents through the um, through the weekend. So um, yeah. We had a ball. It was a lot of fun. Um, I think earlier in the tournament, he was one of those um, guys like screaming and shouting and hollering um, and every, everyone could hear throughout the tournament. So um, I had the pleasure of playing him. And, yeah, super enth- one of those guys you just – your player were just super enthusiastic, just into their army. They just loved be- – he just loved being an ogre, that guy. He just, he just loved being a Beast Claw Raider. Um, and, um, yeah, we had, a, we had a fun time. But I was able to just um, – do the whole retreat charge and uh, sorry, retreat um, run. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. So, and because I had that, um, I had the pen of the fell wind. So I got like a 15 inch retreat and I was able just to get in there with and get the models, take that um, objective off him. Um, was considering um, setting up some units behind his army, but I kind of thought, well, if I do that, I'll sort of pull his units back to deal with that and keep them near his objective. So I just figured just put them all up in a big wall in front. Um, and just fight my way through. Um, probably he probably could have, yeah, left a unit of Yetis around his back objective to make it harder for the win. Um, but I think in his uh, in his destruction destruction mindset, he was just like, see enemy, run, kill. <laughs> so that was it. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, he got my best opponent um, for the weekend, and um, he gave me his as well. So we had a, we had a good time. So yeah, Josh, if you're listening, uh, thanks for the game, mate. Looking forward to catching up with you again at another event soon. Cool. So, anyone uh, who else wants to chat about their last game? Um, I'll jump in. I um, I got to play Brogan Clark, um, who I sort of 
met at many, many events. Obviously, he comes to CanCon, and I'd seen him at Sydney events, but we'd never played and that kind of thing. And he had Iron Jaws. I thought, oh, this is trouble. He's just going to run across the board and uh, and wipe me out. An awesomely painted Iron Jaws army too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Greg, all... Greg was at, um, he was at Sydney Slaughter as well, so um, I've seen his army. It's like fucking amazing. Love it. Yeah. Really cool. Um, and he's a he's an awesome guy to play against. Like he he's just got the right attitude going yeah. with in terms of like fun and stuff like that. So yeah, um, got, I think a best sport at Slaughter as well. So yeah, he's he's one of those those kind of dudes, you know. Yep, wouldn't surprise me. The whole me team was actually the whole team was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So I I thought, oh, this isn't good. Um, he's just going to run a ball, run across the board and wipe me out. Um, I need to be on the offensive, which I don't think Grots tend to fight better than Iron Jaws. Um, but I just had to be be a bit wily, and uh, I really enjoyed um, being able to be tricksy with the the gits in a way that I can't be with Death. Um, and so you know, I charged. I think he ran some some pigs up. And I charged with the squig hoppers, squig hoppers, or one of the bounder units. And my general, my general did a bunch of attacks, killed a whole bunch of pigs, and ran away. Um, this game, I think, was one of the few games. I think I got hand of gork off for the second time all tournament or something like that, and just flung my um, boss on on Mangler across the board, nine inches away from his uh, maw crusher. And then charged in, had to re-roll the charge using a command point, but I got in and then killed the more crusher in a turn. <laughs> and, then, and then like ran away. And then he got killed by brutes because I couldn't quite run fast enough. Basically, I'd placed him into enemy territory to do this. Like he was in harm's way, and that's fair enough. So the brutes killed him. So then I hand of gawked my other mangler over to kill the brutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh good I got that charge off and killed them really quickly and then it was kind of I think it was like turn 3 the end of turn 3 and it was really obvious that neither of us were going to be able to like come across the board quick enough because he only had some brutes left now he didn't have anything quick, quick and he sort of kept them on his objective to make sure I didn't hand of gawk anything there so they were like as far away as possible from my objective as he could get, almost. Um, and we're like, hmm, neither of us is going to get the major here. So then I just ran away with all my squigs. So all my my bounders that were in combat with stuff just ran away. This mangler squig just ran away back into my lines, and uh, and I got the mind win. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just snuck it out there in the end. Super fun game, and he. And Brogan couldn't make a five-up save for the first turn to save his life. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> and he got my uh, best game vote. Bit of a trend developing here. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, Brent, you played. Um, so my game. Yeah, yeah. I am um, team captain. Matched me up with Corn, um, which is great for a Magic heavy army. Um, anyway, <laughs> I got. 
I had uh, Stephen Patterson, and he had Corn Bloodbound. He had like the the Murder Host, Torrents of Blood. He had three Bloodthirsters, some Blood Reavers, five uh, three units of Flesh Hounds. Um, and as with James and Clint, he also got my favorite opponent. Um, he was a new player. I think it was maybe his first or second tournament, and um, he was playing with his first army, which was his Corn Army. And um, we just hit it off pretty much instantly, talking about the hobby and you know, about his army and what got him into it and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, he was awesome. And we just chatted pretty much through the whole game. And it was it ended up being a very close game and very tense one as well. Um, so with Knife to Heart, you know, with Free Guild, you usually castle up around your, your objective and you just sit there and you wait for him to come. And that's pretty much what happened for the first three turns. Um, I just sat there and let him come to me. Um, he sent his bloodthirsters across, all three of them. And um, he ran straight into my lines, and uh, I think it was the second or third turn, he, he killed my Luminarch, and then um, I had the warding brand, so the mortal wounds back on my swordsman. And as he chewed through the swordsman, they, they were doing mortal wounds back and weakening the bloodthirsters. And then by the, the fourth turn, um, I pu- buffed up my griffin enough that he flew in, killed the first bloodthirster, and jumped over onto the second one the next turn and killed that bloodthirster, then jumped over the second time again and i think it was the fourth turn and um was did some wounds to the the third bloodthirster but then the handgunners finally finally shot it off and then the skull taker was the one to kill the um the griffin in the end so he got that skull for corn um but it was just funny watching the griffin jump from and actually do something compared to the other games (laughs) he was actually getting his wounds through and 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 doing some damage um and the game ended up, he had his um, Hexgorger skulls going around my wizards doing, you know, there's something to the D6 mortal wounds when they, they roll an eight on their cast and that kind of thing. And it went off and he did it in a bubble and it killed a couple of wizards and, um, yeah, blew them off the board. <laughs> they exploded in a, a shower of skulls and blood. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I was kind of kept in that and I just kept holding it off and, um, it came down to the last turn and I, I forgot to shoot my handgunners at his um, a unit of flesh hounds and I think it probably would have won me the game but ended up going um, 10 kill points in his way. So we had to recount the yeah I remember that. Recount the points in front of you. Yeah. Mm. And, getting um, there. Steve it was right down to it. Mm. Yeah, Stephen was wringing his fingers. I was. I was like, oh. And then and yeah, 10 kill points. So it was a yeah. really close game. Yeah, he um he just pipped you by ten points, so he had eight fifty, yeah. and you had eight forty. Because yeah. I think we'll like because yeah. in the flurry and the excitement of like the game and stuff, yeah, and we're trying to wrap it up to get the scores in, and um, you guys, I think you did like a, a, about two or three recounts <laughs> just to be sure. Yeah. Because, well, what yeah, happened? Was, um, yeah, we had twenty or fifteen minutes left, and we wanted to get through the last turn. He goes, "Oh, you've got it, you've won." I'm like, "No, we'll finish it. We'll get it done because." <laughs> I'd rather so we, we quickly we played through the last um and that's why I, I think I forgot the handgunners, but no, he got the win. So and it was a great game to finish the, the tournament on. Um I think we all had great games in our last games to finish on. So yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Definitely the best game. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. How about how, how about you, Trev? <clears throat> you played um William McCosh? Yeah, so um, I played a Fire Slayers um, for the last one. It was a very defensive Fire Slayers list um, and obviously a Nurgle. So 
um, it was going to be, we, we both looked at it at the start and we talked about it afterwards. Like, look, if we, we can both just sit here and go, well, good luck to you. Come and get it. Like neither of us, <laughs> something would have had to have gone remarkably well for one of us to actually get in there and and take the objective off the other person because we could have both just gone, well, here's a bunch of um, plague bearers that are minus lots to hit. Here's a, you know, white king standing behind it or here's, a bunch of dwarves that just don't die. Um, so it, it was really a case of, you know, we can turtle it and go for the minor and just see what happens. Or, um, but I, I didn't. I don't. No, I don't like doing that. But like, I, I didn't feel like doing that. So I actually just pushed straight forward. Um, I had uh, five blight kings just chilling at the back near my my objective, and pretty much the rest of my army just ran straight into his. Um, I actually got really close to winning it. Um, in like turn four, uh, I did this. I had this whole sort of like I basically I, I had banked enough contagion points that I could summon um, a bunch of plague bearers, um, and I managed to summon. And we sort of we, we, before I did anything, we counted out how many models were there, basically like how many dwarves were there. It was like seventeen or something like that. Um, uh, and then I went with the pendulum, so the ethervoid pendulum. Um, tore through and I got six mortal wounds off on that. So that killed three. Um, the plague wind, I think, killed another two. But the magic phase actually went really well for me. Uh, I think I killed like six or something like that or seven maybe. Um, so it was actually not a lot of dwarves, but um, it relied on me uh, getting a nine-inch charge without a reroll. Um, if I had got that charge, I, I would have wound up with more models around it. Um, by by enough to pull off the major, but I didn't. Um, and then the next turn, I almost had another go at it in the next turn just by walking those guys closer, um, but I couldn't kill enough guys in that turn. Um, he, he killed a couple of mine, and I, I didn't do enough damage back. Um, so I almost got it off him, but um, couldn't crack through that many uh, that many um, fire slayers in the end. And that uh, endless spell thing they had, the Magnus Spitter or whatever it's called, um, that thing does a lot of damage. It doesn't go away. Is that the is that the model where the guy that sort of magma monsters coming up out of the ground kind of thing? Uh, yeah, it's like it, it, what it does is you pop it up. It doesn't move, and it just it's it's a shooting attack. It's not a shooting attack, so it's just roll dice and see what happens. So it bypasses their minus to lots, minus lots to hit thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it just basically goes straight through that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that that thing was was chipping away a lot, and it sort of burnt through the um, through the 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 plague bearers, which were otherwise basically indestructible, um, because he's shooting, he has shooting, but against them, it wasn't going to do anything. Um, and in combat, it's minus enough to hit that they just don't do much. Um, but it, but that that fire spitter worm thing, whatever it's called, was um, was reliably killing sort of four or five a turn and once you once you knock enough of them down they don't have their bonus anymore um so they they, they couldn't do it but yeah so i went for the for the major almost got it um on a couple of turns probably you know one turn was not likely next turn again probably you know probably if you know someone i'm sure some math person was sat there and going no no you never had a check um no, you know it, it almost came off on a couple of turns but it didn't um and then in the end because i burnt so much of my army trying to do that i got the um the minor loss but you know like i said we both could have just sat in our 
I, I could have just stacked my entire army around my point and went, oh, good luck to you. Um, but, yeah, it's not how it turned out and I'm, would have been kind of a boring game and I didn't want to play it that way. So, yeah, that's how we, uh, that's how we did it. Cool. So there we go. So that last round we had um, – so I got a major win. Um, Clint, you got the minor, and Brent and Trav both got minor losses in that one. So yep. so overall the weekend, like uh, for being the wet palette warriors, so uh, we'll – Kind of hoping for some some painting love with our with our various armies, but uh, we got um <laughs> three of us got nominated for the paint uh, votes for the coolest army and judges and all that sort of stuff. So Brant, Trav, and myself, and yeah, Brant, so you won the coolest army, the coolest um army players' choice. So you got the most votes for that. So congratulations. Yep. Thank you. And, I uh, play I played on people's uh, nostalgia factor as I always do. I'll be rebasing my army in on squares for um, Warhammer, the old world. So, <laughs> very good. Well, well I, I was I was going to um, bring that up in a sec, but before I do, um, <laughs> I'll just go through our stats for the weekend. So, over twenty games, we had um, six major wins. We had one minor win, three minor losses, ten major losses. Um, we scored 10 secondaries out of the game, so that's not too bad. Brent, I think you got your secondary in every game, so well done. Yeah. <laughs> and um, total of 17,640 kill points, and we lost between us uh, 22,780 kill points. <laughs> so that's our kind of little stats for the for the, um, for the weekend. So You, you know um, why I got my secondary the most, don't you? Because you gave me the one that said your hero with artifact dies. <laughs> you got that a few times. That's why I got it. I got it three times. <laughs> I got it. You got it three times. So you, that was an easy. That was an easy win. See. But yeah, I just I'm mindlessly ran my Griffin into whatever there's the most killing. That's what you do. <laughs> so, guys, overall thoughts um, of the event? Any um, uh, any any glaring um, issues? Any um, positive points you want to um, feedback for uh, for Gabe and um, uh, for next year well I, I really enjoyed the tournament like there was the one the one game obviously but like I saw heaps of Gabe he was getting around getting amongst people yeah asking how they were going and stuff like that is yeah well, I think I saw him like almost every round well he took the time to come over and 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 thank us like like he came up to me and thank me personally for like make, making the journey um, to come up and play and stuff like that. And that was um, oh, that was a really nice personal touch, and I really appreciate it. Um, the event overall I thought was run really well. Like my first team event, I have nothing to compare it yeah. to, but um, I really en- enjoyed the weekend, and um, I thought it was brilliant. Like I can't think of anything really to kind of feedback uh, that's negative. Other, there was that painting point, but we've already gone through that. Just, I think, just um, um, Need to reformat yeah. the scoring books a little bit because apparently they're really hard to fill out. That's right. <laughs> not not if you're an adult who can read. Um, <laughs> I, I think th- <laughs> one team had an issue, I believe. Just one team. Yeah, oh, some, some of them were written in Mandarin, um, so half were produced yeah from a sweatshop in in China. So maybe that's what. It could be. That's where the confusion came in. <laughs> Uh, it was written in Mandarin. 
No, I think there's one one particular team. We went, we're not mentioning names, we're not, but um, it's just uh, there was. I think they're putting in <laughs> minor wins instead of majors or something, which you can kind of see how they made that error because they no. kind of where, where it is. No, no you can't. <laughs> Because if you've never filled it out before, you look at the book and go, I got a major win. Where does it say major win? Oh, there it does. Circle. Uh, yeah. You don't need to be diplomatic, James. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's all why right. Liam, Dan, Magro, <laughs> and Hayden all stuck at filling out their books. Oh, God. It's a running joke now. I think that Dan, Dan's. And then Dan money. created a civil war. He created a civil war by. <laughs> <laughs> Making fun of it. Oh, really? It's not like Dan to stir the pot. Not, not at all. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't enjoy that at all. What about scabbers? <laughs> the scabbers incident. Oh, the scabbers incident. Uh, oh, yeah. We we kidnapped a uh, we kidnapped a stuffed <laughs> rat on uh, Saturday night, and it was all going so well until James decided <laughs> to just give it away and dob me in. <laughs> I thought you guys had told him. I thought he knew. Oh, because you were sending him messages and stuff, and I thought, oh, they, he must be clued into it, and it's just all a joke now. But so then when you went to bed with Scabbers, I'll add, um, I yeah. sent down a message saying a Travis has just gone to bed by himself with Scabbers. And then he's like, ah, I knew it was you. <laughs> I knew it was you guys. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, that went away. Whoops. <laughs> Such a good team captain. Yeah. Much to the chagrin of my teammates. <laughs> we were smelled out the next morning. Oh, so annoying. Yeah. Was he like, going so well? He thought Hayden had it. Hayden was yeah. in the team. <laughs> oh, well. Ruined it, James. Yeah, I just ruined everyone's weekend. Sorry, Absolutely guys. Not. We've hung <laughs> a lot of shit on you about t- team captaining, but you did very well. Given yep. circumstances, and the only thing that we really hold against you is this cabbers thing because <laughs> you wrote <laughs> a really good joke. So, you even, for, even forgave me the um, the cafe. <laughs> oh, well, that, that didn't impact anyone else other than you. No, you were the one who was going to miss out. <laughs> it was delicious, by the way. That 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 breakfast was absolutely delicious. And yes. turns very... out if you panic, panic cook eggs benedict, they just taste so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. She's on the phone a lot, so I think she actually first was saying, how do I cook eggs Benedict? Or yeah. Do- yeah. Oh, my God. She was, looking, she was Googling YouTube clips on how to do eggs Benedict. <laughs> oh, God. How do I poach eggs? <sighs> so I think um, there was chat about um, the the pairings process with the dice. Was it done differently in other events? Um, I, don't, I don't know. Is there yeah, a better way that can be done? Yes, without the dice, which means that there is less power. So the, the dice roll gives a lot of power to the winning team. Yeah. Whereas in other pairings processes, basically what happens is, and I'm doing this off the top of my head, and it's been a while since I've read, read it or looked at it, but basically both teams put up one list and then they put up, two more lists and then the, the the first list on one team gets to play against their choice of the two lists on the other team and then so you basically because this is made for like six or eight person teams so th- i can see why gabe's changed it so that it fits the four person format but yeah so th- 
there's there's no dice roll that gives all the power in the matchup process. You've got there's still a bit of uncertainty because you've got to be really good at what list you're going to put up first, and then what are the first, the next two lists that you put up. But um, yeah, so it's not quite as random, or it's not doesn't quite hinge as much on that dice roll, um, and and that's possibly um, something that could be looked something that could be looked at uh, for next year. Whether there's a a, a a fairer way to do it, but uh, you've got four people, um, it's it's harder to cut that down to the four, um, and also. Like it's Gabe's event, he can decide the pairing process however the hell he wants to. Like it, it certainly wouldn't stop me from going to his event, not at all. Um, because that's how it was. That's how it was last year. I don't remember if there was a dice roll last year. I don't know, but it, yeah, no, it's it's just a, it's it's a slightly unbalanced process as it is, but it's Gabe's event, and he can do what he wants. Yeah, absolutely, and that's um, yeah, that's a little bit of feedback, but that's yeah, and it's sort of it's not a deal breaker, so um, doesn't take away from the overall event. So very good. So um, overall, the uh, first place went to the Pantheon of Filth. So they were the 2018 champions as well. So the reigning champs took took the the trophies again this year. Uh, second place was uh, Simple Math. Third place, Team Laser Pussy. Uh, the Wooden Spoon, <laughs> Wooden Spoon went to Judd Forrest. And the good old boys. Uh, most kill points was to Luke McFadden. Most kill points lost went to Josh twenty five k Carol, <laughs> and fewest kill points killed was Josh zero Carol. So there's a, a total flip there. <laughs> well, it um, turns out if you have an army where the main mechanic is killing your own shit, you rack up lots of kill points lost. But I don't have zero killed though. That's the bit that I don't understand. He killed zero. He didn't have zero killed. He killed zero. Yeah, he didn't kill anyone, anything, and then he lost the most. Uh, apparently, Mark Mark played him in his last round and said it was the most boring, uninteractive bullshit game that he'd ever played. So, oh really? I feel sorry for Mark. Well, the whole thing is that you kill your own stuff and you regenerate dudes and move forward with them and do this and do that. Like it's. It's basically just playing with yourself and your Zinch models, and then you're, eventually your opponent does something. So uh, it, I don't understand the point of the list and why you would bother. Like, that just sounds annoying and boring. But, yeah, Mark was a bit annoyed, um, I'm led to believe, by having to play that in the last yeah. round. So There you go. Um, so the fewest skill points lost went to Wes Graham. Uh, best sports went to Bruno... Stramin Dinoli? Bruno. And Bruno. To Bruno. Who is yeah, a I'll champ? Just, I'll just say Bruno next time. Um, <laughs> player's choice. <laughs> yeah. Anyone gets best sports is generally a champion. Um, <laughs> player's choice went to Brandt. Congratulations, Golf Club. No. It sounds uh, like <laughs> wanking, James. Very <laughs> <laughs> oh. aggressively wanking. Wow. Okay. You don't like you don't like my army. That's what that it much. sounds like. Is that what it sounds like? Oh, God. Best army went to Gabe Dello. Best army runner up went to the Ben Spinetti himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, ben 
also got the best in that noise. <laughs> ben you're also tri- got. You're, tri- you're tilting. You're tilting. Am Clint I tilting, right Clint? Yeah. Til- do you tilted, Clint? No, I'm not. It's just a horrific noise through the headphones. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, anyway, um, Ben Spinetti also took out the best hero, and best behemoth went to Sean Cassidy. And, yeah, and Gabe went to the trouble of posting up photos of the armies that were chosen to be in the running for the painting votes and stuff. So some really cool um, photos were put up. So thanks for doing that, Gabe. Really appreciated that. That was excellent. And, um, yeah, any other final thoughts on the event, guys? No, it was Uh, really fun. You go, Brian. Just just thank Gabe. Gabe did a great job. I think super, super good job to him. Staying motivated through that whole like two days, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and all the lead up, and his team as well. And I can't forget the failed charge guys um, who uh, ran the stream for the event. So they've uh, started posting up on their YouTube channel all the uh, the battles that they've recorded. I think one of them had some sound issues, unfortunately, so they couldn't post that. But um, yeah, get get on to the failed charge podcast and check out um, on YouTube and check out their um, the battle reports for the event. So did an amazing job. So. Um, yeah, get around, get amongst that, guys. Um, any other, any other shouts, guys? No, it's it's an awesome event. I'll be going next year. Uh, are we? Are we? Are the Wet Palette Warriors going back again next year? I'd like to think so. Yeah, I'd like to as well. I'm going to justify getting those um, polos made. I'll be taking a slash. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be taking a slash army. Uh, yep. I'll I'll decide whatever I'm painting uh, five weeks out again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> probably just I'll probably take I'll probably take 180 zombies. Oh god! Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing with the idea. I've just got a whole bunch of um, living dead peasants and warriors from Fireforge. They've just released oh, these. Um, up. Yeah, I've got them all now. So I've, I'll, they, I'll, they look amazing. They are fantastic. So oh, I have to get some. Yeah, get some. Did, I, if you love zombies, they're just they're cut above. They're 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 better yeah. than the mantic ones, definitely. Like the mantic ones are great. Um, I love them. I've, they're my preferred model choice for zombies. But these guys just take it to the next level. Um, so I'm gonna actually I'm not gonna speed paint these ones. I'm just gonna take my time and um, I'm actually gonna use Tyler Tyler Mingles. Um, he put up a a post oh, a couple months ago about um, how he painted his, his zombie flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna use that method. Um, yeah, no zombie um, beach party, no zombie beach party this time. It'll be like just true, deathly zombie peasants and soldiers coming out of the uh, coming out of the villages and the fields in your, in your nightmares. <laughs> Definitely worse sculpts than the GW zombies. Look, the GW ones aren't <laughs> terrible, they're just not to my taste. But um, the more I look at them, I might, I might get some more. I might get some, just you, you can mix them up. Yeah, you can mix them up a lot. Cool. Well, um, on that note, we'll just uh, wrap it up there. And, um, yeah, thank you, uh, Clint, for and um, Travis and Brant for coming on the show. No worries. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, mate. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and speak to you again very soon.
control. Call and supernova, the hotline's 